It's a little eye here is done gone and just a hull sticking there just went over in the other eye and the baby is just laying lifeless. And a famous surgeon in Louisville told the mother to bring it over here to me to be prayed for. And so all, I just believe that God was giving, as give a vision for that baby. And just as sure as I believe I'm standing at this platform tonight, that baby's healed. Amen. Yes, sir. I just, I am very seldom, Brother Cox ever get mixed up in things of that type. Now, I did one time, I couldn't get it just clear about Brother George Wright. When I, Brother McDowell had called me up to, to go to his worker, Charlie's mother, up there. And uh, she was laying lifeless in the hospital nearly, and Brother Mac wanted me to go. So I, I went up to see the baby, and I'd been down to Brother George's for four days. And I loved him. But with all my heart, I believe he was going. That's right. I believe he was dying. And the doctors, there's no chance for him. Blood clots going to his heart, so there was nothing could be done. Mrs. Wright sitting here, our sister, asked what I thought about it. After four days of praying for him, I said, I believe he's gone. And little Edith asked me about it. I wouldn't tell her. I said, oh, but she still had faith. She believed. She held on. And I have Brother Shelby sitting back there, just like if he's my own blood brother. He met me out there. He said, what do you think about Dad? I said, Shelby, I really believe he's going. I said, I believe he's, he's going away from us. I said, well, he's 73 years old. And he's lived his time out. And God only promised him three score and ten. I said, I believe he's gone. And that night when I got home from down there, Brother Mac was just persistent that it should go up there. And Charlie drove me up there. Way, he got up there and never got back to way in the night or early in the morning. And I just went and prayed for the woman's all I could do. And when I come home, went in the room and undressed and got ready for bed. And when I did, I heard somebody talking. I looked over there and there was a gray-headed woman. And she was standing in the kitchen talking to somebody on her telephone. It happened to be it was that boy's mother. That's right. And I, then I seen the, the old willow tree right beside of Brother George's house. And I seen clods of falling of mud or dirt, kind of clay looking. And it was dirt and it was mud. And it said it was grave, something about a grave and about uh, many of those was laughing at him would be in their grave for him or something like that. Now, I couldn't understand it just right, so uh, quickly I got a hold of Sister Wright and called her and told her, Sister Wright, I believe it was, that I didn't get the vision just what it was. However, this Charlie's mother went home and was at home and talked on the phone and everything is like the vision said, I think she's gone on now. But she went home just as it said when they said she couldn't even live till morning. But she did. Now, and that was just in regards to God let us know what he had answered her prayer. Someone asked the other day, or either uh, the man who wrote the book recently said, a man that had prostate trouble and said he was healed and a year later said he was is sick again. Why, absolutely. He'd be healed tonight and sick again in the morning. Sure. Uh, the same thing. You can be a sinner tonight and a, you can be a sinner tonight and a Christian in the morning. You can be a Christian tonight and a sinner in the morning. Sure. A doctor can give a man penicillin for a bad cold or pneumonia and heal him. Right now, and they can give an examination, be perfectly clear, not a bit of pneumonia about him or fever. And tomorrow he can die with pneumonia, the same thing. Is that right? That has nothing to do with it. See, it's just jagging and gnat and swallowing a camel, as the old saying is. But anyhow, then coming back, 
and telling Sister Wright, I went then and I had a vision again and seen Brother George Wright sitting right back there and me coming in the door. He come right down through here across this aisle and went right down there and shook my hand. Walking, he couldn't walk. He always conditions. Blood clotted, just turned his legs right down like that. The doctor says going to his heart. He died any time. So, at 73 years old, it wasn't an earthly chance for him to live. And I come back and told the church. Called Sister Wright. Not only that, but I went down there. There is house people, two men were sitting in his house that we had morning. Was it right, Brother George? Two men was in your house the morning and I come there. The fellow over next door and some other big fellow. And I said, oh, yes, sir. I believe, was that right, Edith? Yeah. And there was uh, two, yeah, he was in bad shape. But I said, don't let nothing bother you. Because Brother Wright's a coming to the tabernacle, walking again. For it's thus saith the Lord. I got mixed up when I said there's something about a green. And what it was then, when the vision was revealed to me clear what it was, it was those who had made fun of him about leaving the church that he was with that didn't believe in divine healing, and he'd see their graves dug and know that they'd go before him. How many is left since then? Four or five that have been buried since I got there, and my preacher that preached me out of my church was put away about two weeks ago. Is the Lord right? Amen. Yes, sir. Sure am. That's five, about that four, and that, that'd be five. Five is gone, and it hasn't been a year yet, has it, Brother George? Just about. Just about a year this time. That's what it was. See, when the Lord speaks, it's absolutely perfect. You can just watch it right down. I've never seen one of it fail. And no matter what, if our beloved doctors and things has worked with that baby and everything has been done, I'm not positive, but I'm almost positive that that's the very same thing because I've seen that woman with that stuff on her, you know, makeups on her lips, and and it was standing where that my wife's funeral was preached. And the baby looked like my baby Sarah back there. And that's the baby I'm almost positive. If it is, there is nothing else in the world, but I've seen that baby from death come to life. Amen. And it'll live just as certain as God is in heaven tonight. And his words are true. Yes, sir. I believe it with all my heart. So we'll watch and see. The Lord is marvelous, isn't he? Amen. How good he is to us. Now we were studying this morning over in the book of Acts about the church just becoming a fire with the glory of God. How that the Lord Jesus had just come as a witness to the earth that he was the Son of God. How they had great confidence in him and how he had told them that it was impossible for him in body, flesh, to be in everybody. He could only be in one body. But then if he went away, he would return again in spirit form, and then he would come to every hungry heart that hungered and thirsted for him. And the very works that he did here on earth, he would continue in his church unto the end of the world. Amen. Aren't you glad you're in that church tonight? Amen. Not under the, not this, this, this church roof. I mean in the church. There's only one church. And, and you don't join it. You, you can't take a paper in it. You, you, you're just born in it, that's all. And you're born in that church. And it's by grace that you're born into it. You couldn't hunger to come into it. You have no desire of it. You hate the very thoughts of it unless God Himself has ordained that you should be in that church. 
And if you were, if you'll ever be in that church, God knew it before the foundation of the world that you'd be in that church, and He ordained it, predestinated you to be in that church. Isn't that marvelous? All that hear my voice shall come to me. Is that right? And all the Father has given me will come to me. And I'll raise him up again at the last day. See now, people say, I don't believe in such stuff. Don't despise them. Feel sorry for them. See? Pray for them because they, they haven't got nothing in here and probably never will have nothing to make them believe with. They believe it from a... A uh, theological standpoint, you say, well, yes, I believe it, that's just... But, I mean, they can't believe unless it's really God in our heart. Amen. See? And you can't... Jesus said, He that heareth my words and believeth on him and sent me has everlasting life. Yes. Not because he joined church, not because he was baptized, not because he did this, because he shouted, because he did this other. Them things are all right. Joining church, baptizing, shouting... But he said he has everlasting life because he has believed. Amen. Now, in Acts 2.38, Peter said, Repent, every one of you, and be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. Amen. And I've wondered through the years when I'd see that and read, I thought, Lord, here comes men and women. I've seen them come to the altar, kneel down and cry and pray, go and be baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus, and, and a week later be out with the world again. I thought, oh, God, surely your word's not wrong. I just can't understand it. But if you, Lord, if I'll continue with you, you said your word would abide in me. So I continue with him until now I see what it is. He's made it known, see. And I never knew it until the Lord just opened up one day, and there it was, laying right before me. That I've seen that people wasn't what they was at the beginning. See? That no man can come to me. Except my father draws it. It's not he that wants to be. It's God that elects it to be. Amen. It isn't whether you want it or not. You have nothing to do with it. It's God. He, he hardens whom he will harden. He has mercy on whom he will have mercy. That's right. And no matter who you are, what position you have, whether you're the president or whether you're a bum on the street, doesn't make a bit of difference. God has mercy on whom he will have mercy. And before the world began, he ordained that so many people down through the age and who they was would be saved, and every one that he ordained will come to him. Amen. That's right. Everyone will come, and none of them will be lost. He's ordained that there be a church there, it would be without blemish, it would be without wrinkle. And now, as the age has moved on, and we've seen them this morning in the lesson, and those great Orthodox teachers. Just as renowned and polished Amen. as they could be. Just as holy as they could walk on the earth. And the Bible, listen, the Bible said they were found blameless. Because yeah. yeah. they said, oh, I wouldn't touch that. I wouldn't do this. See? But that was not grace. That was works. Yeah. And we're saved not by works what we do. It ain't what I've done that saved me. It's what Christ done that saved me. Amen. Not what I have no holiness. If I try to say, well, I quit drinking, I quit smoking, I quit stealing, lying, and so forth, that's what I done. See? That would be my own. I'd have something to brag about. But I didn't quit nothing. He just come to me and tuck it out of me. That's it. Then it ain't what I done, it's what he done. And then the Holy Spirit then abides in. 
and grows daily. Just grows, makes itself greater and greater, pushes out the things, the cares, the temptations. As you overcome them, the Holy Spirit takes its place. You don't want to, if you've got a real bad temptation of something that's not right, overcome that thing a few times and watch if your testimony doesn't bloom on account of it. Amen. Look at Samson. When he found the lion run out to kill him, and he slew the lion when the power of God came up on him, slew him with his bare hands. Just probably pulled his jaws apart. A little bitty curly-headed shrimp about that high. A little bitty old fellow scrawny looked on the street, seven little locks hanging around his head like a little sissy. And he wasn't more than a little sissy until the Spirit of God came up on him. Now, it wouldn't be hard to believe that a great big giant could slay a lion with his hands. I believe he could do it. But what's the funny thing? What's this little bitty fellow done? But the Spirit of the Lord came up on him and he slew the lion, threw it over to one side, and bees built uh, their hive in there, and Samson, the sweetest honey he ever eat, come out of the carcass of that kill lion. Is that Amen. right? Why, he overcome it with the power of God. And if you've got something you want to eat some sweet honey from, just overcome it with the power of God. That's right. Watch how good it is. Oh, my. Pass by, maybe you've been a drunkard, and you every time you smell whiskey or beer or something, you want to drink and overcome it by the power of God and pass by one down and see what a feeling you got in your heart when all the things dead and gone, man. Amen. All finished. Oh, my. That's sweet honey. You get out of it. Now, these people had really overcome. On the day of Pentecost, they were all filled with the Holy Ghost. The powers of God was up on them. They had gifts given to them to speak with tongues and everything. They were just having a marvelous time, and the church was on fire. Now, I'll approach from another little standpoint here from Stephen during this time to get back to my original uh, text again, if I can. Notice, uh, there's a man by the name of Stephen. He was not one of the apostles. No, he wasn't. He was just a deacon. But old brother, he got something in his heart. He couldn't stand still. That's the way every man is when he gets it in his heart. Just can't stand it. My, he's got to tell somebody. And here he was down the street holding a revival, having a glorious time. Why, it's like a house on fire in a high wind. You just couldn't stop him, that's all. So they picked him up down on the street and told him in the Sanhedrin court, said, brother, we'll fix that guy. We'll stop all this fanaticism. And they put him in jail for the morning. The Sanhedrin court met maybe a half a million people or more gathered out there. They're pushing little Stevens out there. But when he come out, brother, he come out and his face shine like an angel. Amen. Brother, I don't imagine like the light shining, but he shine with a countenance that nobody was talking about. Yeah. Amen. I don't imagine an angel would be maybe like a shining, a light or something shining. But then he shine with this, that he understood what he was speaking about. Amen. The Bible said that he had boldness. Walked out there stern and said, Ye men of Israel, stand by itself like a lamb amongst 10,000 hungry wolves, gnashing for his blood. Said, You men of Israel, all you of Judea and so forth, and fathers, let it be known to you the God of Abraham, the God of our fathers, appeared to Abraham, brought him up out of Chaldea, giving the promise of this land and into him, brought in Jesus Christ, whom you by wicked hands was crucified and slain. And when he got to his saying that, he said, Oh, you stiff necks uncircumcised to heart and ears. You always resist the Holy Ghost like your father said. So do you. Amen. Oh, my. I like to hear that sermon on a recording. Brother Beeler, I wish you had got that one. Yes, sir. He said, Oh, you stiff necks uncircumcised to heart and ears. You always do resist the Holy Ghost like your father said. So do you. 
Brother, that wasn't pulling any punches, was it? When he knew his blood would be shed like that, the Bible said he was a man full. <laughs> full of what? Full of foolishness. No, sir. Full of theology. No, sir. <laughs> he was full of the Holy Ghost. That's where all these great fine qualities lay because he'd been filled. The world had been pushed out and the Holy Ghost was in him. He was a man full of the Holy Ghost. My stopping, you couldn't do it. It was no stopping. He was burning up, brother. He had to preach the gospel. Amen. And he preached the gospel and done miracles and signs. And after a while, when they gnashed up on him, drug him from the course and chuck him out there and slayed him. And they threw clouds and rocks at him and they mashed him to death. Standing there was Paul, give witness of it. And when Paul looked down and see Stephen dying, Stephen looked up and said, I see the heavens open. Amen. <laughs> I see the heavens open and Jesus standing at the right hand of God. Amen. Paul looked down as he stretched his hands up. What's happening? He said, Lord, lay out this sin in their charge. <laughs> and fell asleep in the arms of God rocked. Why? He never fell another rock from that time on. God rocked him to sleep in his arms as like a mother would her suckling babe. God carried him on the bosoms of Christ to the throne of God there where he's in peace and numbered among the martyrs with the martyrs crowned in immortals standing among man. That was Stephen's filled with the Holy Ghost. That's right. The clogs just lost their feeling. That big rock as it was hitting against his head. God rocked him to sleep. Amen. The Bible never said he died. The Bible said he fell asleep. Amen. Amen. That's the way Christians die. Amen. All right. Now they're having a great time. That report come back. Like Brother Neville said a while ago, I just kind of pumped up the apostles and so forth. They had to do something about it. Right on out they went again, just as hard as they go preaching the gospel. Peter and John, two injured, unlearned men, passed up to the gate called Beautiful. My, the devil said, well, now they're just out there preaching, so it won't hurt anything. Now all these people believe in preaching and everything. But when they passed through the gate called Beautiful, there laid a man, the Holy Ghost said, Peter... That man can be healed. He's got faith when he perceived he had faith to be healed. He said, stand up on your feet. And you picked him up and held him until his ankle bones received strength. And away he went leaping and jumping and praising yeah. God. You know what? That caused more trouble than all the preaching they ever did do. <laughs> Brother, you just let something on the phenomenal side start. And watch how ever roll. A hound of hell go to hollering at him craving blood. Is that right? Amen. True. I tell you, Peter preached a sermon on the day of Pentecost, and 3,000 souls were saved. The yeah. devil never even moved out of his bed. That's right. Oh, well, let him alone. See? But he passed through the gate called Beautiful the next day, and healed a man crippled from his mother's wounds, and all hell turned loose on him. Yeah. That's yeah. right. Throw him into jail. He kept him there overnight. Right. Yes, sir. Put him into prison to the inner cell there. Because it's phenomenal. The devil said, I can't let this thing get started now. Divine healing. If they do, they really will knock my props out from under me. That's right. Because I might fool them around with a little theology once in a while, but I sure can't fool that real thing that comes out and the people see it done. I'll just stop this before that other group gets on the, the scene. He never stopped it then. He can't stop it now. That's right. God's gospel will move on and on and on and on. And when there is no more heavens, there's no more that word will still remain the same. Amen. For heavens and earth will pass away, but my word shall never pass away. It can't pass away. That word is just as immortal as God Himself. Amen. It can't pass away. I believe every word of it. 
All the things that Jesus was, He is now, always will be. Amen. Right? He's the yeah. same yesterday, today, and forever. The same Holy Ghost that fell on the day of Pentecost is the same Holy Ghost as today. Yeah. All the men has been tranced on, made fun of, misinterpreted, misrepresented, and everything else like that. After only the devil counterfeiting. Amen. But there's a real, genuine baptism of the Holy Spirit Amen. that brings the same results that they had on the day of Pentecost. Amen. Amen. Right. Sure, the devil's got the old crow baits out there. I'll tell you the truth. Every time you see a scarecrow up, remember, there's something good around. <laughs> That's right. Sure. You don't see a scarecrow on old pineapples out here. I mean, hedge apples out here. You get it on the big sweet trees where you see the scarecrow. Because they're wanting to scare away the devil sticks every scarecrow around real good Holy Ghost religion and he can put around there. Because right in there lays Jesus Christ, the resurrected Son of God, with his immortal power. Amen. The same yesterday, today, and forever. Amen. Amen. That means so be it. All right. Now we find out that put them in the inner prison the next morning, give them a good thrashing, and stand them off. Now we find Peter this morning standing up among them down here in the fourth chapter, and he said, What are you, man of Israel, and you that dwell in Judea? Let this be known to you, Jesus of Nazareth, how he proved that he was a man of God. All the signs and wonders that God had done by him proved that he was a man of God. They knew that he was God's man. And then he said, You with wicked hands have crucified and slain the Prince of Life, who God's raised up, and we're a witness of it. Said, By faith in his name, this man's made whole. So if we're examined today for the good deeds that we've done, let it be known to you and all the house of Israel through the name of Jesus Christ, this man has been healed. One big question what, what religious group do they belong to? Under where was he ordained at? What cemetery did he come out of? Or something other like that. Where did this all come from? Where did you get your rights to do this? Show us what group you represent. So we go back to the elders and find out what you're doing this for. Yes, sir. We want to find out what church teaching this kind of heresy around here. Where are you from? Peter said, in the name of Jesus Christ, do faith in his name. This man's made whole. Amen. Amen. And they couldn't say nothing about it because there stood the man in the noting. Amen. 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 Notice, look what he said here. Now, and this is the stone that was rejected of you builders. Neither is there salvation in any other name. For there is no other name under heaven given among men whereby you must be saved. Oh, the rejecting of the stone. The stone was rejected. Why? When they built the Solomon's temple, I want you to notice a very beautiful picture here. When they went to build Solomon's temple, the stones was cut out from one place and another place and another place. Some of them was cut this way and some that way. But the Bible said that when they come together, it taken 40 years of leave to erect the temple. And there wasn't a buzz of a sword or the sound of a hammer in 40 years. The stones going together, stone on stone. Only thing you had to do is smear a little mortar across it and set it down there. And it stuck stone by stone, stone by stone. Think of that. Now, here's my idea of it, brother. When that temple there represented the temple spiritual, the temple that we're now in, they come into the temple for their blessings. We are baptized into the temple of God. 
into the body of God, into the body of Jesus Christ. And we're in Christ by Holy Spirit baptism, 1 Corinthians 12, and there is therefore now no condemnation to them that's in Christ Jesus, Amen. Romans 8, 1, that walk not after the flesh, but after the Spirit. Amen. They Amen. desire spiritual things. They don't care about the fleshly things. My flesh doesn't do to my spirit says you're not. I'm your boss. Follow me. Amen. Amen. See a case out there and the doctor says, you know that case can't get well. That case is gone. I look at her and I say, that's right. But the Holy Ghost comes and gives a vision and says, it's going to get well. Amen. Then I say, thus saith the Lord, the man will live. Amen. And we don't walk Amen. at the things of the flesh anymore. We walk at the things of the Spirit. Amen. Amen. Now, when these stones come together, they was cut out all over the world in different places. The wood and the hauled down from the tall cedars of Lebanon's cut and brought down to Joppa by ox cart and on and by so forth by raft till they come to make the, the temple. But when they come together, no, I want you to notice, one stone was cut this way, another stone cut another way. Perhaps when the masons were cutting them, they might have argued and fussed and everything else like a bunch of preachers does today. I'm the Methodist. I'm the Church of God. Glory to God, I belong to the assemblies. I'm this. You keep fussing, but remember, it's God is the one that's doing the cutting. And when this cut this way and one that way, they couldn't understand. But when they went to put it together, the whole thing was laying on the ground. And they put it block on block on block and didn't have to cut no more. I believe one of these glorious days when this United Confederation Church goes together and the new Pope is brought out of the United States and put over there according to prophecy, then they'll form an image like unto the beast, and I tell you, the true church of God will be drawn together. The real true believers out of Methodist, Baptist, Presbyterian, Pentecostal, Nazarene, Pilgrim, Holiness, whatever they'll be, will go together cemented by the love of God that'll make the body of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. All the believers and agnostics and shallow minded will be cast to one side. They'll go right on into the Confederation of Churches. Now, I read the other day, even the Assemblies of God went into the Confederation Churches. Oh, my, after the knowledge there, and evangelical doctrine to do so. That's right, and all their Pentecostal signs and wonders, principles, they have to deny that to be in the Confederation Churches. Have to deny it, old brother, to have prestige. Hi, brother, as I've said many times, lay on my stomach and drink branch water and eat soda crackers and be popular with God than to be his servant. Amen. I have the best friends this world is if I have to compromise on my faith in the Amen. Lord Jesus Christ and his Bible. I believe this is the infallible word of God and every word of it is right. Yes, sir. Now, we'll watch them there how they were doing. They rejected, they come putting down their stones, and they come to a place, they found a funny-looking stone. They couldn't use that stone, said, that stone's no good, and they kicked it off over the wheat pile somewhere. They couldn't use it, it looked funny. And they tried to put their building up, and they come around to a place and lay all the rocks and lay them down this way. They come to a place, they couldn't find out no stone and hit this corner. They kept on building and building and building, and the building got up so far, it couldn't go no farther. For they needed a cornerstone. They looked through all the stones trying to find a cornerstone, but they couldn't find any. And the first thing you know, somebody went out in the weed pile, and the very stone they rejected was the chief cornerstone. Amen. And that's what it is today, friends. Amen. The Methodist church is all right. The 
the Baptist church is all right, the Presbyterian church, the Pentecostal, the Nazarene, the Pilgrim of Holiness, whatever it may be, they're all right. But the thing of it is, brother, they're rejecting the real cornerstone. That's why the gospel hasn't gone to all the world through powers and signs and demonstrations. It's because the denominations have cut out the very power of the phenomenal. Saying the days of miracles is past. There's no such a thing as divine healing. There's no such a thing as speaking with tongues. There's no such a thing as anything supernatural. That was for a day gone by. And you'll find out, brother, that every one of them that does that, they lay right up on the shelf as no more than organizations of lodges. They have a bunch of joiners. That's right. But the Bible said they have a form of godliness, but will deny the power thereof from such turn away. But as churches, they find out all these denominations have tried to build. They can't build on nothing less than Jesus Christ and righteousness. And if you receive Jesus Christ, and the his voice say, Well, I've received Jesus. If you receive Jesus, you receive something. That tells you that this Word of God's inspired, and He's the same Lord Jesus tonight, performing and doing the very same things that He said He would do, or you haven't received the Lord Jesus. Amen. You've received some theology, but not the Lord Jesus. For when Jesus comes into your heart, there's something happens that you believe everything God says. Not only that, but you know it so. All that hell comes God's done said so, and that settles it. Yeah. Once thus saith the Lord, you back your whole chart there, live it out. Yeah. I believe it anyhow. Yeah. You're ready to seal your testimony with your blood and yeah. Or you believe it's the truth. You know it's the truth. Yeah. For God has said so. And something within you knows it's the truth. Yeah. But now if you just come in from an educational standpoint, and, well, you might argue this and argue that and say this is not and that's not and we don't believe this and we don't believe that. You'll argue, you say, oh, well, I can't believe in such as that. Perhaps you hit the same thing you do all the time. Arguing against God. Why is it? Listen a little farther and find out the prayer these people prayed. So why did the heathens rage? Yeah. And the people imagine a vain thing. Yeah. Truly, Lord, of your son Jesus. And bring it into thy servants when they pray with one accord. Say, bring it into thy servants. Speak the word of God with boldness by stretching forth the hand of your son Jesus to heal the sick. Amen. God help us to have a priority like that. That when they prayed, the building was shut where they were assembled together. Oh, my. That's what we need tonight. Men and women with one heart and one accord like they was. They don't pay attention to this or that or the other thing, but you're lost in Christ Jesus. My hopes is built on nothing less Amen. than Jesus' blood and righteousness. Whether a sun comes up tomorrow, whether it doesn't, we bind ourselves together with the oath before God that we'll serve the Lord Jesus and walk in His footsteps regardless of the price. Then you'll find a church moving on. Amen. Then neither is our salvation or any other name, for there is no other, another name under heaven given among men whereby you must be saved. Amen. A certain little lady that comes to this church, she isn't a member here, she's a Methodist, but she loves us. And she comes to the church, and another lady said, where are you going to church? Call her up. I heard this. Said, where, where are you going to church? Said, I'm going up to the Brown Tabernacle. She said, you mean to go up there and hear that kind of doctrine, be sitting under such as that? So what kind of doctrine? 
Well, they brag too much about Jesus. About baptizing, using his name in baptism, using his name in everything else. For the Bible said, my brother, there's no other name under heaven given among men. Whereby is he might be saved? Certainly. I tell you, brother, I, I'm not a pastor, but I like to see any man, anywhere, anytime, by the Bible prove that isn't right. Right. No matter what they say, you're crazy and everything else, doesn't make any difference. Standing in a bookstore the day where I was going to buy some books, and a lady said, I wouldn't have them on my shelf. I don't sell them. Except one lady come by and bought them all out. <laughs> she had seven, and this lady bought all in. I guess she just wanted to get rid of them. And there was, the subject came up about divine healing. There stood two Methodist preachers and Presbyterians. The Methodist preachers and Presbyterian preachers were taken up for me. He said, you're right. When I went to Levi, I wondered what. Brother Shire was standing present at the same time. Brother Creech came at the same time. When they all began to move down, began to move around there a little bit, this Methodist preacher walked over and put his hands on my shoulder. He said, Brother Branham, when you was nothing but a kid, I come out on a horse, you climbed up on a pole working with a pair of spurs on a dirty face. And said, I know you taught divine healing. And my poor old mother is laying in there with a kidney disease that would never get well. She was laying dying and you come in and took off your spurs and tools and knelt in the floor and prayed for my mother a week for then the doctor pronounced her perfect well. Said that's been 23 years ago and she's perfectly sound and well yesterday. Amen. I don't care what it's my church or what it is. I believe. Hallelujah. There it is. Upon this rock, I'll build my church, and the gates of hell can't prevail. Times may come and go, and things may change, but the gospel of Jesus Christ will remain the same through all ceaseless ages. <clears throat> Upon this rock, I'll build my church. What was that church? What rock was it? Yes, the Catholic Church, they say it's a big rock laying there. The Catholic Church, the hierarchy sets on it tonight. Upon this rock, giving powers out to other churches for giving sins. That would be the Catholic definition. If you come to find out, ask the Protestants, say, what was that rock? They'd say that was Jesus Christ was the rock. Oh, brother, what did Jesus say about it? Peter said, who do you say? He said, who do you say I am? He wasn't talking by himself. He said, who do you say that I am? Some said you're Moses and some say you're Elijah. But who do you say? Peter said, thou art the Christ, the Son of the living God. Amen. Amen. He said, blessed art thou, son of Jonah, for flesh and blood has revealed this to you. You never talk some man's theology about it. You never learned it in a seminary. But my Father, which is in heaven, has revealed it to you. Amen. And upon this rock, hallelujah, what rock? The spiritual revelation Amen. of God manifests himself to the individual. Amen. Hallelujah. Upon this rock, I'll build my church in the gates of hell, can't prevail against it. When a man's ever born purely of the Spirit of God, and from the crown of his head to the ends of his toenails, by the resurrection power of the Lord Jesus Christ and his own selfish ideas that faded away, and God's got complete control of that, then he'll believe ever written the word of the Lord Jesus Christ and pass the This rock, how damn my church and the gates of hell can't prevail against it. Amen! That makes you feel religious, wouldn't it? Sure would. This is the stone that was set at naught of you builders. And neither is there salvation in any other name than this name of the Lord Jesus. And the Bible said here that they perceived that they were ignorant and unlearned. 
What school do they come from? A bunch of nitwits coming out there. Well, who's this bunch of illiterate, illiterate to unlearned? Well, the men don't even know their ABCs. Well, look at the language you're used to. Hit and hang and hang and folks and flex and parish. What kind of, what kind of a people is this? Well, what seminary did you come out of? You're Doctor Who. <laughs> See? But they had to take knowledge of them. For they perceived that they had been with Jesus. That's the main thing, brother. If you don't know coffee from spit beans, if you know the Lord Jesus Christ and the power of His resurrection, I'd rather have it in Oh, my! God anchor me there. Let me rest neath the tree where the fountain so free flows by, where the Lamb is alive and the soul of the saved never dies. Let me anchor there. Oh, my, my. Let me sound the evergreen tree. Amen. When this life's journey is over, Lord. Oh, cut not this world's vengeance that so rapidly decay seek to gain those heavenly treasures. They will never pass away. Oh, to God's unchanging hand. Oh, to His unchanging hand. That's right. When this journey is completed, if to God you have been true, and right to holy glory, your enraptured soul one of these nights or one of these mornings or one of these middays, your soul's going to pull from your body like a tooth being abstracted. Amen. You're a walking on cradle tread that might break through at any time. But why do I care? Why do you care? For he'll lift him up with his everlasting wings. He'll catch him when that soul breaks out of here. There'll be someone standing at the end of the road. Amen. I'll have to bear him up and undergird him with his everlasting arms and take him down to the valley of the shadow of death to present him in her faultless and blameless before the Father. So why would we worry? Why would we care about what the world's got to say or what this or the other as long as we got God's achievement? Amen. What do we care for? Let the people, let everybody, let men and women, let children, let everybody here who don't know the Lord Jesus Christ Give me a reason why you shouldn't serve me. Give me a reason why they shouldn't let this Christmas pass by without accepting the Lord Jesus Christ. Stop thinking about this thing or that thing. Stop thinking about whether I should do this or do that. I'm asking you one solid thing. Have you believed on the Lord Jesus Christ? If you truly believe, I'll prove of the Bible that you have everlasting life and cannot perish. He that hears my words and believeth on him that set me has everlasting life. When Jesus Christ spoke those words, when Peter spoke them on the day of Pentecost, when Jesus spoke them there in St. John 5, when he spoke all through the Bible, man has twisted it and mingled it and tried to do this with it and make this to bring up organizations and everything. Some of them said, yes, just believe that he's the Lord Jesus Christ and come in. That's all. See the trick of the devil? One said, oh, brother, we got so happy we shouted. See the trick of the devil? One said, we spoke with tongues and we know we got it. See the trick of the devil? Uh, Those things are all right, but it still isn't Christ. Amen. Sorry you are. 
When a man's really, thoroughly believed on the Lord Jesus Christ, he has everlasting life the minute he believes. Amen. That's right. When you believe, your life will tell what you are. Your life will never take place. All these things like shouting and rejoicing and speaking with tongues and healing the sick and all these other gifts and things, it'll not be because you've done that. It'll follow you with a true sign of God. Oh, seek ye first the kingdom of God and His righteousness. Other things will be added. When I think of this failing world, and I look around and see a handwriting on the wall on every nation, I see the atomic bombs got the people shaking when great rulers and things. You are to read what they say in the Pentagon about these things coming to pass. You are to see what this nation... Brother, let me tell you something. We put a big bowl in front of but right down at the core of this nation, they're frantically scared. Amen. You know what? Might as well admit the truth. And you've got a right to be scared. There's only one person that has no right at all to be scared. That's a man or a woman that's born to the Spirit of God. The atomic bomb is a heaven-bound ticket. Hallelujah. Yes, sir. Death can't do that for you, but a quick death is a quick glory. That's right. This robe of flesh, I'll drop and rise and seize the everlasting prize and shout while passing through the air. Farewell, farewell, sweetheart. Amen. Gone! Thank you. Follow the atomic bomb into these old gray-headed saints. A young man and woman again. Oh, what will the atomic bomb mean to these homes that all of them have gone nearly in their lecture alone? All the family together again. Amen. Glory to God, brother. Amen. Amen. What could you have any more greater than that? With the perfect assurance of your heart resting out in Calvary. That there's nothing in the world can stir you, change you, shake you. You're in Christ Jesus, anchored away in the kingdom of God until the day of your redemption to be presented faultless before Him. Not what you've done. If I can just quit this, if I can just quit that, it's nothing that you've done. It's what He does for you. Do you believe with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind? When Peter was going to, I mean, Philip, when he's going to baptize the unit, he said, here's water. What hinders thee from being baptized, Peter? Philip said, wait a minute. If thou believest with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, if you believe it, he said, I believe with all my heart, soul, and mind that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. Amen. Stop the chair down the water, baptize him, and the Holy Ghost caught Philip out of his sight. He didn't even see no more, and tuck him through space for about 200 miles and set him down and start a revival again. Amen. That's right. That's right. Oh, my, that God who lived in that day is the same God today. I think of Paul out there on the ship that night. All hopes is gone to ever be saved. The little old ship was waterlogged and she was in her awful pit. All hopes, everybody give up. Paul sitting down there in the gallery that night probably praying. The angel of the Lord come to him and said, don't be afraid, Paul. Amen. Don't be afraid. 
or I will bring you before Caesar. You've got to testify there, and I'll give you everyone that sails with you. I can see Paul run up there on the ship and shake his little hand to her. Hallelujah! I said, wait a minute, brothers, wait a minute. They said, oh, oh some man done went so frantic he got off mine. There they are. And all the doctors of divinity come out to see what was mine. Said, be of a good courage, be of a good courage. Said, poor fellow, he's gone crazy. There it is. He's been fasting so long. He's done all this. He's just about gone now. Said, be of a good courage, for there stood by me last night the angel of God who said that I am. Saying, don't you fear, Paul, but you must be brought before Caesar. And our Lord God give you all those who sail with you. That I bid the ship must be wrecked upon a certain island, for I've seen it in a vision. But I believe, God, that it shall be just as he showed it to me. And it happened word by word Amen. by word, just exactly. That's right. Now, they want you to notice a little something so you can see on the other side of the view of it. Look, when they let the boats down and started to slip off, Paul said the only way that you can be saved is to remain on this boat. Amen. You had to do it according to thus. Say it, the Lord. Amen. The Lord had given vision, but it had to be done according to His way. Amen. And when God gives a pattern of the Holy Ghost Church, brother, and how to bring this thing out of chaos, you can have big fours and pentagons and everything you want to have. You can ordain churches and ministers and make theology and educate them. It'll never be done until the people come back again to God's eternal way and receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit and go forth preaching with signs and wonders accompanying their ministry. It will never be done anything less than that. God's got the program, but you've got to come to the program. Yes. Oh, Amen. God, help us tonight. Really. Help us tonight to believe yes. that is my prayer. For our salvation and no other name but in the name of the Lord Jesus. As we're approaching Christmas time now, and here the things are decorated all up at Santa Claus instead of Jesus. They don't even spell it anymore. X-M-A-S. They don't even spell Christ and Christmas anymore. They, well, the people never, never even think about the birth or anything of Christ when it's really far. Only thing they think about is Santa Claus took its place. Wow. And instead of rejoicing under the Spirit of God, they go out and get drunk and rejoice. See, that's what makes the difference. So, after all, brother, sister, I can't stop that. You can't stop it. God's Word said it would be that way. Man will be lovers of pleasure more than lovers of God. How are you going to break that down? Having a form of godliness. Everyone goes to church. Yes, sir. Having a form of godliness, but denying the power thereof from such turn away. I'm so happy tonight, Christian friends, that I'm here with you tonight. I'm so happy that I've had the privilege of speaking to you in my heart. And my whole heart is wrapped in this message. It's been there since the very day that God gave me the baptism of the Holy Ghost right here in Jeffersonville, Indiana. Where I believed on His Son, Jesus Christ, and accepted Him out there in a little shed as my personal Savior. And the Lord climbed down upon me that night and showed a light across that room. And I looked at it so scared I couldn't even move. Now on an old grass sack down on Ohio Avenue. And I seen that light form across and something on that cross speaking at me. Since that night, my hopes have been built on nothing less than the Word of God in Jesus Christ and righteousness. Amen. That's where I believe with all my heart. Let go what come what may. My hope still anchors right there. Amen. 
And I'm glad that I have to be sitting in a company like this that bleeds the same thing. Amen. As received the same Lord Jesus Christ. Through years, through many dangers, toils, and snares, I have already come. It's aged me, it's broke me, it's peeled me down. But it's grace that's brought me safe thus far. It's grace that Haven't we been there ten thousand years? Bright shining as the sun. We'll have no less days to sing God's praise than the hour we first begun. Oh, hallelujah. When Daniel saw all these of that, and he said, Though they that do wicked shall do wickedly in the last days, but they that know their God shall do exploits Amen. in the last days. Think of this. Yes. You know what exploits is? Exploits of faith will perform signs and wonders, but the wicked will still continue to do wicked, said so they run to and fro, and knowledge shall increase. But to close up the book, old Daniel, thou shalt sleep in thy lot, but thou shalt stand in that last day, and they that be wise shall and turn many to Christ. They shall shine as the stars of heaven forever and ever. Forty years has broke me to pieces. Eighty years maybe he's broke you to pieces. Maybe thirty years has made a different person out of you. Just a little snap of time like that. But did you ever look out at the morning star when she rises in the morning? Did you ever rise up early to look at her hanging out in the sky when she's a glistening and a shouting and a rejoicing in the sky? She's never lost one speck of its beauty. It's just as bright and pretty as it was the day hung it, God hung it in its orbit. Amen. It's never lost any of its time, and it's been there through thousands times, thousands of years. And it's never lost its beauty. And the Bible says, They that turn many to righteous shall outshine the stars forever and ever. Hallelujah. Brother, it's a good thing to be a preacher after all. Yes, it is. It's a good thing to be a Christian. Times may be hard. God has not promised a flower bed of ease. But He's promised grace sufficient for every trial that can be changed. That's right. Yes, indeed. Grace is sufficient. Not he's not flower of flower, but it is, but he's promised grace to overcome and ever temptation. When the cross gets heavy, Christ promised to be with you. Yes, sir. Some glorious day when it's all over, we'll meet him in peace. God grant that every one of you will receive the same thing. If there's an unbeliever here tonight, believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. In a minute you believe, God will give you the witness of it. He'll seal you into his kingdom forever. If there's anything knocking at your heart, and you feel it and you refuse to receive it, you'll be a miserable man and woman until you say, Yes, Lord Jesus. Amen. And may you, through this coming week, this Christmas Yuletide, as everybody's happy and singing one to another, may you, with arms like singing of old, with that wonderful Christmas tide, when he walked down to the temple and with his strong arms, old, picked up the Savior in his arms and embraced Amen. him and said, Lord, let thy servant depart in peace. Amen. According to thy word, for my eyes have seen your salvation. Amen. May you with arms of faith likewise this Christmas embrace not a Santa Claus or not exchange a present. But may you invite and embrace in your heart with arms of faith the same Lord Jesus as Simeon held in his arms years ago. And he'll bless you and give you eternal life. And you cannot perish because you've got the life of God in you. Amen. You know what the word, not going to greet things, 
That's to be talked amongst people who talk Greek things. We don't talk Greek things here. We talk Jesus Christ in this tabernacle. Amen. We don't come in swelling words here. We come here with knowing nothing but the power of the resurrection of Christ. But the very word, Greek word, means eternal life. The same Greek word in the translation, I got the Hebrew and the Greek both. I studied it. I'm not a scholar in it. I just know a few words or something to help me out. When somebody goes to fussing, I know how to cut them off at it. But when it comes to a place like this, when that same Greek word that speaks of God's life speaks of the same life that He gives you, and that both Greek words as the life of God or eternal life is pronounced Zoe, Z-O-E, Zoe life. And all that comes to me, I will give them Zoe, my own life, will give them my own life, and they shall never perish. And I'll raise them up at the last day. Amen. In other words, everyone that comes to me, I'll wrap him in me. Amen. <laughs> and he'll become a part of him. Amen. And he can no more die than I can die. For I'm immortal and can't die, and his soul's immortal and can't die. And I'll raise him up again at the last day. Amen. Amen. Oh, my. Then that just makes us, when the old trials get hard, say, in me dwells the Spirit of God. There's no good thing in here but Him that's in there. I'm not my own, I'm His. I don't look for the things of the world, I look for Him. While my hopes is built on Him, someday I shall see Him. And that's all I long for, what I live for, is to bring people to Him. And I'll tell you, the old shackles begin to drop off and start walking in the God bless you, I hope that you believe with all your heart while we pray. Heavenly Father, we thank Thee tonight for the blood of Thy righteous Son, the Lord Jesus. I thank Thee tonight for the Holy Ghost and for the visitation of Him right here in this building and even right here now. The very Spirit according to the Word of God which is infallible and cannot fail. The same Spirit that raised Jesus from the grave is right here in our midst now. God, may children in here that doesn't know You, may they accept it tonight. And believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and have the everlasting life. Grant it, may they believe unto everlasting life this very hour. Heal the sick and afflicted. Remember the bereaved homes, Lord. Oh, God. And standing around those caskets, maybe the unsaved men and women, what can you say? And knowing that the gospel's been preached right over them hundreds of times and hundreds of times. Oh, Father, I pray that men and women here will get a vision tonight and realize that every one of us is mortal and we don't know what time that we may be called on to answer the under a judgment and to give an account for what we've done with Jesus Christ. And then the case is closed. The book is closed. It's laying closed and there's nothing can be done. We've judged ourselves for judging Him. Father, oh, search my heart tonight, Lord. Search me, said David, and try me. Not only David, but I'll say the same thing. If there be any wicked way in me, Lord, take it away, God. Don't let it linger around me, Lord. I don't want it. I don't want it, Father. Let it go, not only for me, but for all these people who are here tonight who's heard me preaching, Father. I pray that if there be any wickedness, any sin in these people here, that you'll take it all away from them, Lord. Don't let it hang around these, your children. God, keep it away and give them grace to overcome in every trial. Granted, Lord, may the seed of God out of the basket now take root in the hearts of the people and grow unto everlasting life. These blessings we ask in Jesus Christ's name. Amen. Oh, I want to see Him. I want to look up on Him.
When you hear somebody singing an amazing grace, how sweet the sound when you done crossed over the river, you know, got over there and done turned back to a young man and woman, beating all your young folks there, you know, and your loved ones, your father and mother shaking hands with them and saying, oh, mother, it's so good to see you again. Well, here I come, Brother John, here comes Brother Joe here. Well, look here, aren't we having a good time? And way back over the hill over there somewhere, you hear somebody singing, amazing grace, how sweet the sound, that saved the race like me. Rook, top of the hill, look over, you see that little cabin over there in the corner? Brother Brandon will be standing out there singing Amazing Grace. You say, well, glory to God. He got home. There he is. Singing Amazing Grace. Oh! Amazing Grace. How
Come while we hum this song, Child of the King is born. 